0: opinions expressed on the hard time podcast are of the hosts and guests individually the hard time podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity agency or department human beings have thoughts and feelings that do not necessarily affect the professional performance of their duties
1: ladies and gentlemen the story you are about to hear is true the names have been changed to protect the innocent
2: attacked a correctional officer in St. Louis County this week after he refused to go back to his cell. This
0: is what we have to deal with. Inmates like that. Everybody has an opinion, you know, about what goes on and stuff in here, but not times out of 10, if Anybody that has a negative say about a correctional officer, they never even been in the facility, never been inside of the jail. Like, they have
2: 24-7 to sit there and come up ways to outsmart. So they always want to try, but we've got to be proactive to remain professional and and
1: do
0: a job.
2: Officers being praised for their quick actions. Lake County Sheriff uh, says, quote, they are heroes Uh, in my
0: books. Regular day at the office. Talk about situations in which you are at work and danger comes for you. Uh, There's a case out of Juarez uh, where uh, a prison... Prison Break occurred. We're going to discuss the, the world's most dangerous prisons today. Joining me today, as always, is uh, alias Jake Motherfucker Welder. Jake, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Hello, uh, Instagram, and as well as uh, our Hard Time listeners.
0: Yeah, there's only six people watching live, which is not, you know, just down to five. It's not a lot. They're mostly talking about the dog. <laughs> is uh has joined us back on Hard Time uh beignet may become right currently in the depth chart beignet is you know i'm number one you're my backup or or you know you, you play fourth down jake or sometimes third down carly's in there for just whenever you can't find your helmet and we're you know the, the play clock's going <laughs> and, but beignet you know currently in, in fourth place beignet may need to, to rise to the top he looks very regal right now like if you were to tell me to do something i would probably do it he's got kind of a a real kingly, kingly presence. Your dog's a girl, though, right? Yeah. Carly. yeah. I always, refer, <laughs> I always refer to him as a boy, though. Do you know why that is? Uh,
2: because she's important, and obviously, man love the world.
0: I like your sexist take, up. but the the reality is is that because my my dog, my corgi, was named Walt and he was a boy, so I just I just always remember Walt when I see your corgi, even though mine was my corgi was actually orange. He was like, uh, he looked like a fox. All my animals are orange. I don't know if you knew that. You don't. You don't know anything about my cat. Um, anyway, Jake, back to prisons. Uh, there was a breakout earlier this year in uh, Ciudad Juarez, which few people know is right on the border of uh, Texas. So it's uh, kind of right in that Mexican neutral zone where everything that bad happens in Mexico is happening here because they're right in the same place. I'm going to go ahead and play a news clip. Of, uh, of an armored vehicle going to the prison and fucking breaking in and busting people out. Uh, surprisingly not cool, surprisingly terrorizing. You would think that like this is the, the thing that starts off the second act of a Fast and Furious movie, but frankly, I think everyone's just sad about it. Here we go.
2: Tonight, at least 14 people are dead after a brawl and a prison riot in Juarez, and 24 inmates have reportedly escaped. That's right. And the brawl took place at the Cerezo number three state prison. ABC 7's Jason McNabb joins us to explain what we know so far. Jason. That's right, Rosemary. We have learned that among the 14 people killed, 10 are prison security officials and custody officers, and the remaining four are prisoners. Now, according to the state of Chihuahua's attorney general, the first event in the riots occurred around 7 a.m. They say people in armored vehicles arrived at the prison and began shooting at security officers. A military report obtained by El Diario say that the occupants of the armored vehicles then entered the prison and took at least 24 inmates. According to El Diario, the attack occurred during visiting hours at that prison. Dozens of women and men are reportedly waiting outside of there, demanding answers from officials about the whereabouts of their relatives who are inmates. The Attorney General Chihuahua added that two additional attacks against police occurred in the minutes before the prison attack. The office says the first attack against municipal police led to the capture of four men and the seizure of a truck after a chase. Two more armed individuals driving a Hummer-type vehicle were also reportedly killed by police. Now, the Attorney, General, uh, the Attorney, General, the Attorney General's Office of Chihuahua says that they're still, quote, maintaining control and coordination with the three levels of government in order to provide security to citizens. Now, we'll be sure to update you on air and online at KVA.com as more information comes in. Jason McNabb, ABC7.
0: So that's pretty insane. An armored truck rolls up outside a prison in Juarez. And luckily, you know, they had the courtesy to show up during visiting hours, um, which I don't even know why they put that in the report. It was during visiting hours. So it's like they almost should have expected this armored truck to show up. Jake, context is important. We complain a lot about uh, what prison life is like here in the United States. How would you like to work at a prison uh, in uh, Juarez where you could just expect an armored vehicle to show up and uh, kill 10 of your men? And, and nab a whole bunch of prisoners
1: right i i've never had like a visitation where people showed up i joke sometimes when people walk through the metal detector if they have any you know ak-47s rocket launchers things like that but um it was actually a an actual pkm um
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: fully automatic pkm that was uh pictured in that news story so yeah that's a that's another level
0: that's, uh, obviously the cartels, uh, something that we're going to talk a lot about today is cartels that control prisons. Uh, Juarez is just known for being a very bad place. I know that a lot of Texans who live close to Juarez have done, uh, a lot of ranchers out there have done, uh, their own, uh, building their own border fence. If they have property that's on, on the line that a lot of them have banded together to actually build part of the wall between the United States and Mexico, just because some sort of, some sort of physical barrier there is needed for fortification between, uh, the utter lawlessness of Juarez. Jake uh, sent me an article from uh, the Daily Mail out of the UK, which is uh, pretty well known as a uh, firmly sissy country since their cops don't even have guns. Uh, they list some of the world's most ridiculous prisons. It shouldn't surprise no one that uh, United States prison has landed on their list. I'm going to read about that one and uh, kind of contrast it to some of the other prisons. But Jake, I'll let. I've been talking for like ten minutes now. Um, Go ahead and uh, why don't you tell us about uh, that prison in Russia that you're uh, really uh, hoping that you get put into after their joint, after Russia and China invade the United States and capture us. Uh, you and I are going to be cellmates at uh, the Black Dolphin. Why don't you tell us about it?
1: I don't think I'd want to be uh, housed there or uh, possibly commit any of the crimes that would land me there. But um, it sounds like it would be a pleasant place to work. Um <laughs> So it's a Black Dolphin prison. Um, this is, originally, it was a hard labor camp from 1745. Um, so now it houses about 700 of Russia's worst criminals, including child molesters, murderers, terrorists, cannibals, and serial killers.
0: You know, that you bring up an interesting point, something I had never thought about before, Jake, and that, of course, would be that other countries have criminals, uh, it's not really something that would have occurred to me. I'm looking at pictures here, and they say prisoners at the Black Dolphin Penal Colony are kept bent over at the waist while guards or prison officers, correction officers, or whatever the Russian equivalent is, holds their handcuffed hands behind their back higher than their hips. Mm-hmm. So you've got a, pr- a man standing up. He's bent forward. His knees are slightly bent, but his hands are behind him, way up in the air above his hips. Of course, that's to keep him immobilized, keep him from attacking anything, and also to, frankly, keep him from looking around. They uh, also have pictured uh, a very, uh, it's really hard to believe this guy turned out to be so bad. He's got some sort of um, uh, three wise men tattoo on his chest, but it's uh, the caramel Vladimir Nikolayevich Nolakayev. And he's one of the Black Dolphins residents. This is a guy that uh, has to be broken, broken out of a prison in a Mission Impossible movie uh to just uh to die before the movie is over he's a bad guy you're not rooting him for him but they just it's a temporary team up that's the guy that would do that he's even got this weird like black and white striped like really russian hat um it says that there the inmates are kept in isolation cells and they're not permitted to rest or sit on their bunks during waking hours uh carly if you want to throw in anything what would you think about a prison where your inmates aren't even allowed to chill the fuck out
2: that can either go really really well or really really bad either they're going to be too tired to attack you or they're going to want to attack you 24 7
0: uh yeah there's uh there's a story in here about a prison in uh, i believe rwanda that was so overcrowded that the inmates were forced to stand all day and they basically from standing all the time they got gangrene and uh had to, had to like uh, do their own amputations and stuff i don't know if we'll cover rwanda because that one was pretty bad and of course the rwandan government says that none of that was true but uh, infamous K6 black dolphin prison. It's one of the most feared jails. No one has ever left it. Vladimir Putin uses it as his personal gulag. Anyone deserving to go there uh, near the border of Kazakhstan will soon crack, they say. What they want them to crack to, I don't have no idea. Uh, but everyone there has been issued uh, sentences uh, with life without parole, rapists, cannibal, cannibals, like we said. They're kept in solitary confinement for all but 90 minutes a day, in which they are escorted to a cage for exercise. Now that sounds bad, but Jake, where else would you want them to exercise? You wouldn't take them outside, right?
1: Right. Well, and this this prison is extremely remote. Like the officers stay in barracks there, and they do you know shifts where they're on for a couple weeks, off for a week or two. Um, And if you do try to escape the prison, they have Uh, Very large, they're uh, like Caucasian Shepherd is like the um, version of the breed that you could actually have brought to the United States. They weigh about 110, 120 pounds. And uh, the guards actually don't even chase people because it's so remote. They just send the dogs out and they bring back pieces of whatever inmate they found. So that wouldn't be a very good uh, option uh, for them. But yeah, the they're also um when they're led into the prison or anywhere else they're covered their heads covered and they purposely take them like surreptitiously throughout the facility they're going serpentine all over the place so that they don't know the layout um there's a lot of a lot of care taken so that hopefully um it wouldn't go bad for them um there for people to try to rise up and cause any kind of issues. Of course, if there was, it's behind uh, Russia. They wouldn't uh, publicly admit anything's ever happened or anybody's actually escaped. I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, I, what I was thinking when you said it was so remote that, you know, it's almost like, Hey, if you can get away, that's your chance, man. If you can survive, you know, if you think about, they said it was on the border with Kazakhstan, which, you know, it's a uh, rugged mountainous a very hard place to survive, but also probably cold a lot of the year, I'm guessing. Just due to the elevation and probably even the latitude. Uh, they say that um it's called Black Dolphin after a sculpture of a black dolphin made by prisoners set in front of the main entrance. Well, that's nice. You know, they've got nice landscaping there. I don't know why you would take a prison and then have the inmates do some landscaping. I guess it's probably... uh to benefit uh, the the curb appeal of the guards or the admin i guess i'm, I'm not sure why else they would do that the position uh, that they're transported in like we discussed earlier keeps unable to deserve their surroundings or attack anyone when prison officials make commands to the inmates they must respond with the words yes sir Carly's dropped out but man i don't know about you but I, I i would have greatly enjoyed working in a place where if i told an inmate to do something he said yes sir I don't think I heard yes, sir. Even one time I, I heard yes or okay, but no, I, I don't think anyone ever called me, sir, unless they were an obvious kiss ass or like trying to ingratiate themselves to me. I never got mm-hmm. called sir. What's your experience with that level of politeness?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, a few people that were scared shitless as soon as they enter, <laughs> enter the jail would be yes or no, sir. Um, uh, but usually that doesn't last long once they get to the back and see the culture of, uh disrespect and whatever then that's that's usually what they fall back to the lowest common denominator but um but yeah i mean as far as secure prisons it sounds like the cage that they exercise in is actually attached to their cells and that's when the, what they the time that they use to search their cells and go through it so and so they're never they're never leaving their cells they're on a you know diet of just soup a couple times a day so i doubt they uh it didn't look like um them after being there for a while the inmates would be capable of putting up much of a fight on on that sort of diet and they were doing like 15 minute rounds which you know all those things are designed to try to keep it so that um they're incapable of um escaping or causing any kind of violence towards each other or anything else. I mean, it's really a form of um, solitary confinement, true solitary confinement that they're doing
0: there. It looked brutal. Um, I don't know how you uh, yeah, raise much of a ruckus on soup. One thing that always bothered me about our institution is um, we had uh, we fed them pretty well in terms of the amount of food. We fed them a lot of starches. Uh somehow we had inmates that were like really buff. I don't know if they were just superior genetically speaking or if they just took full advantage of using the weights, but even lifting weights, you know, is very calorically expensive. So if your diet, if you don't have a high calorie diet and a high protein diet when you lift weights, really nothing is going to happen to you. It's a lot, it's a reason why people struggle to gain weight. Um, but we had some very, very strong inmates, and I always question the wisdom of that, you know, like um does it make sense to have the strongest possible criminals here at the state penitentiary, uh, put them all together in one place? Um, but, uh, you know, it's a form of exercising that I guess I appreciate. I personally hate cardio. So I, I can understand why the inmates would make a case that, you know, that, uh, the right to strengthen their bodies, you know, is not excessive. Uh, so you wanted to cover the black dolphin. Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, the prison in Brazil. Uh, I believe it's called, uh, Alcoaz in Brazil, it's renowned uh, for its utter savagery and was once at the center of a sprawling prison riot in which numerous abominations were committed. You know, uh, I know this is a British newspaper or news article, but sometimes they catch me with words like abominations, like uh, what exactly does that mean? Located in the crime-ridden city of Natal, the prison has been closely fought over for years by rival drug cartels. The first capital command of Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro's Red Command. Wouldn't you like to be on a team called Red Command, by the way? I need to be on more teams that have colors in them. Uh, red, obviously, is a very dangerous color. Who? Uh, they order executions from inside the jail. Inside the iron cage, no one is truly safe from the gang war, with hostage situations involving guards being common. You know, we all face the reality uh, that we could go to work and be taken hostage, Jake. I don't know if you've given it much thought. I certainly did uh, working uh, in the state penitentiary. Um, but if it's a commonplace thing, would you uh, would you want to work there? I mean, don't, don't you think maybe you could find something else to do? I mean, I know it's kind of a poor country and you have to find a way to feed your family. But, uh, you know, the, I assume the, the employment there is voluntary. Uh, maybe right. it's just a cultural thing. It's The danger is more normal to them. Uh well, from, frankly, a- after we we had a line of duty death, we had a lot of people quit. go ahead
1: uh, From what I've heard from um, people that have worked in policing and stuff in Mexico and South America, um, you know they basically say like you have like two bad choices. you can either work for you know the cartel in some fort uh, some fashion you know, just to look out just looking the other way, allowing them to use some storage of business or a vehicle or something like that, something fairly innocuous. Or you can work for the government trying to, you know, work as a police officer, work in um, corrections, things like that. But then you're going up against these gangs and sometimes the government is cooperating with them. So it seems like, yeah, you have you have really two bad, poor choices that you get to choose from. Um, that I've heard from in those areas.
0: It just seems ridiculous. But like I said, other countries have different standards. Um, the most violent episode occurred at the facility in 2017 is remembered one of the darkest periods in Brazilian justice, which should also probably be a TV show, uh, Brazilian justice. Uh, the facility was completely taken over by gangs, armed riot, police stormed in and they fought them in a guerrilla war. Jake, if you're, uh, if suppose you got a phone call and your prison, uh, your jail was completely taken over, and uh, it was just up to you guys, the staff, like we're not, we're not sending in your local PD or your county people, or whoever would be, in to back you up. How long would it take you to retake your facility?
1: Uh, we've had uh, one in in a classroom that I was involved in, and then uh, two or three that were in a cell block, and yeah, it only takes a matter of um, a few minutes, maybe an hour, if if you're doing a lot of negotiating to take back um, a section and to move people from that area. So in the whole facility, I would say a protracted incident would be a couple hours at, at best.
0: For us, uh, with having Shawshank, you know, if they completely took it over, I could see that lasting maybe a week, to be honest with you, because they would be able to excuse me, barricaded so well, and uh, within the Shawshank part of it, there's not a lot of remote exterior control, like uh, the the main control room will control access to the the front door and to the main units. Uh, But after that, like everything is keys, you know, so I assume the, the facility being seized, the keys are being seized. It's not that we wouldn't have more keys, but you know even if you unlock a door if it's physically barricaded getting in there would be difficult now of course we would have some tactical advantages we would be able to enter the prison from the outside at other vantage points uh, there's a uh, an underground rec building that's um, it's actually underground where you walk through a long tunnel and you're in a sort of a gymnasium that's inside you, you know, it's got part of it is above ground, but the part where the exercise and stuff's below ground, we would be able to enter that from outside and be able, we'd be able to enter a catwalk where we would have a tactical advantage, obviously with firearm and gas superiority, but getting, getting to the whole thing, I think would be very difficult. And, um, wouldn't you know it? I don't think anyone ever trains for that. So, <laughs> um, I almost wonder if, uh, these prisons, uh, like down in uh, Juarez are, they have more, uh, reasonable training like how, how to retake the prison in Juarez. i don't know um did you you had another topic you wanted to talk about about a riot and then i'll cover the bogota prison in colombia
1: sure yeah the this was in uh ecuador prison riot and again it's it's just a completely different scale we talk about you know having a couple hundred officers or um a few dozen at my facility um this in Ecuador, this is uh, from CBS News, um, said that they had 2,700 soldiers stormed a prison in Ecuador, taking control of, retaking control of the facility as the death toll from a riot that started over the week rose to 31 inmates. So it was um, between rival gangs overcrowded. Um, this is in the port city of Guayaquil. This is 30 people dead, 14 wounded. And um, updated the death toll from 18. So they say this is pretty pretty regular that there's uh, riots and stuff, but um, so much so it says the ring of bloody clashes has claimed at least 400 lives in Ecuadorian prisons since 2021. Many victims beheaded or burnt alive, others shot. And as widespread corruption among guards allows inmates to obtain guns and explosives. So uh, when they went in there, some of the stuff they found was pretty crazy. They seized nine rifles, a grenade launcher, four pistols, two revolvers, and a thousand rounds of ammunition.
0: It's just nuts to me that uh, you could have inmates seizing that kind of heavy ordnance and ammunition. And the main thing they want to do is kill each other and not get out. Yeah. <laughs> like to me, it, it seems like this, like you get a bunch of inmates together and yeah, they don't like each other, but like, I would see it as like an alliance of convenience. Like, okay, we're all going to get the hell out of here. I could totally see inmates from, from rival gangs totally teaming up in this situation and basically collective bargaining either for, uh, changes in the prison conditions or to, to be let out entirely. If they if they had explosives, they would probably try to, to detonate a fence and get out. Which they, at that time they would be bent with terminal force. So I'm not sure how well it would work with them, but um it's just nuts to me that you know that they see the opportunity as one to take vengeance upon each other. It just shows to goes to show you the, the gang warfare and the mentality in there. Maybe maybe life in, in these countries, Ecuador uh Colombia, which I'm about to discuss, is so bad that like prisons just where their life is happening and they don't have ambition to be anywhere else and they don't have ambitions for, you know, to go straight or anything like that. It's all just um they're all just in there torturing each other. And when they get a chance, they're going to to take advantage of that. Uh, To me, that almost does seem like standard criminal thinking where instead of improving your life, you're just you're you're gonna you're gonna commit revenge. I know a a lot of inmates Mm. would talk about revenge as uh Something that they thought about a lot. I'm like, why don't you think about like how you can get out of here and you can hold down a normal job and just never have to be confined in prison again? We think that the the ultimate goal of prison is to make someone never want to come back to prison. But I mean, you know, we know that it doesn't really rehabilitate them. Well, what what do they spend time thinking about? basically getting revenge on the person that put them in prison. And what is that revenge going to be? Well, it's going to be like assault or you know, murder or something, you know, something that will ultimately put them back in prison. It seems like, it seems almost comic, like they're missing the point. Like the point is to get out, you know? So mm-hmm. whether or not they ha- they, they have a, an explosive or like a chance at parole, just, they just totally miss the point. Uh, yeah, just...
1: or it's possible too that they're acting on behalf of the gang's and the gangs want to impose their will inside the prison to prove a point. You yeah, know, if you have a type of possible. ordinance in the prison, what what's on the outside that's keeping you in? You know, it's not the justice system. It's possibly uh, the gangs that are even brutal than what's been described.
0: Most of these articles talk about how uh, the gangs are able to control the officers that work there. They control the officers that work there into murdering other gang members in some of these cases they talk about how like uh they controlled uh officers into just opening fire into a cell of someone they didn't like they don't they don't cajole the officers into opening any kind of exterior door maybe it's because they know that they can't get out but they can have the officers commit murder on their behalf it, it's just it's really hard to understand because it seems like the plot of a movie but this is just what reality is in the rest of the world. And uh, not to get like back on my political high horse as I so often do, but so often people kind of bash America and it's like, you have no idea what the rest of the world is like, right? Like you don't like America, but, you know, most of the world doesn't have indoor plumbing, right? Um, you and I complain about what it's like to work in a, in a prison or a jail, but it's like, we're not having our, our lives threatened, our families threatened, We're not under the thumb of a cartel. Hopefully you're not. Uh, I'm currently not being controlled by a cartel. I will point twice if I am. (laughs) I will talk about this prison in uh, Bogota. Interestingly enough, this article from the UK, they misspelled Columbia like, uh, like it was someplace named after Columbus. Columbia actually has two O's in it. Anyway. Uh, The effects of solitary confinement can render the most stoic inmates nutty. There are some places around the world where criminals would beg for a bit of private space. Bogota District Prison in Colombia is one such institution. A cavernous block of buildings where 11,000 prisoners are left to fend for themselves. So basically, they walled off part of a city, put all the inmates in there, and uh, let them have their criminal lives. Split into six wings, inmates are confined to a central courtyard all day where a strict and violent hierarchy is enforced by the prisoners themselves. Think about Shawshank, only with more stabbing. Remember when they go outside and they're talking to each other and like, I I heard you're a man who can get things. Now imagine that, and they both just stab each other at the end. (laughs) Population, (laughs) it would not be a good movie. Populated by hitmen, drug lords, and murderers fight stabbings, and even murders are commonplace within the walls, as guards do not police inside the jail itself. When they do, things can turn pretty grisly fairly uh quickly particularly with a protest against the coronavirus measures in 2020 when residents set fire to their mattresses ending in the deaths of 23 inmates i guarantee you that although they were setting fire to mattresses that was that's just a standard riot thing right that's just something that you can't set on fire uh the deaths of those 23 inmates were probably uh probably pretty horrific in 2016 an investigation was launched after human remains of a hundred visitors and inmates were found festering in the prison drain pipes. So think about Shawshank. The guy tries to get out. <laughs> he tries to get out through the drain pipe and uh, there's a hundred dead people in there. I mean, it's, it's horrifying beyond, beyond comparison. And you just have to say, well, you know, the people who are the admins in charge of this place just absolutely do not care. I, it's a, just a reflection on how little they care about society in general. Maybe it's um uh, what the future is for us when when we're no longer electing our officials and uh, we just have uh, power uh, by power and not not through any kind of uh, democratic system you know the people that are in charge set up a prison and put these people inside and then wash their hands of it they don't even care that people are getting killed there Uh, apparently there's this guy named Raphael Rowe who did a show on Netflix uh, world's toughest prisons and uh, he was held at knife point at his first night uh, if he would not give up his bed um, to contrast, you know, uh, this UK article is talking about all these prisons where people are getting uh, beheaded and uh, gunned down and uh, blown up and all this. And of course, they have to mention a prison, one of the world's worst prisons from the United States. Now Jake and I both come from the United States, uh, especially me. And I, I know, Jake, I know that you uh, you when you were overseas serving our country in the armed forces, I know you did a lot of detention <laughs> in, in, uh, you know, Guantanamo Bay and, uh, Bagram, various other places in Afghanistan. I know that you were, you did at least five to six tours over there, in just some desert country, but, uh, but I'm looking mostly,
1: at, uh, mostly black sites, mostly black sites. I can't talk about because black of sites.
0: Iron. Yep. Because of just, my, uh,
1: my fake, fake stolen. valor.
0: Your fake stolen valor, which is good for 10% off at Denny's. They mentioned uh, the Supermax prison in Florence, Colorado. It's a state-of-the-art prison. I know some of our worst guys are there. I believe that uh, was Ted Kaczynski there until recently when he died? I believe that he was. I know that we have had a lot of uh, terrorists and guys in there. In fact, uh, I'll let you talk for a little bit, and I'll see if I can look up to see who are some of the most notorious inmates from the United States because these are guys we're going to recognize. We're talking about these other prisons, and they'll say, that cannibal I mentioned earlier, none of us know who that is.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: I look, at, it, go ahead.
1: I was going to say the, uh, the uh, Boston bomber, the surviving Boston bomber.
0: Boston bomber. He's in there for sure. You're right. Exactly. Was it
1: Zarev or something was his last name? Um, he, he, he was in there. Um, I know. He, and then uh, that's also where El Chapo at, El Chapo. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: There you go. So those are
1: the two that I know of.
0: Uh, so looking at it, it looks like a compound in the desert. Um, it looks, it looks like something that could be in a foreign country, but also, you know, it's Colorado. So they have a picture of the inside of a cell. It looks pretty swanky compared to what I'm used to. There's a shower inside of it. Obviously they don't want to be moving their inmates in and out just to go to the shower. So they have a shower in there. There's no curtain or anything. Looks like there's just a drain there. Um, so if they get wet, I mean, it's on them. They've got a slab bed. It's got a little mattress on it, pillow, a small wool blanket. Looks like a concrete pillar serves as a chair. They've got their toilet slash sink in the corner, right in front of the door. So when you think you have you want to have the privacy of using the shitter, you're actually right in front of the door. Uh, a vertically oriented slit window and a shelf. You know that's pretty much it. Uh, lights and uh, they've got a they've got call buttons. This is something very important to talk about inside inside the cell. They have a button they can push that alerts the control pod. That they need an officer to stop by this is exactly the same thing as the button in an airplane that you hit that summons the flight attendant uh inmates sometimes when they get pissed off they'll jam these buttons so that they're sending a signal to put a piece of card in there or something to hold the button down so it's constantly setting off a tone and inside the control pod they can't silence the tone because you know someone calling for help and the tone being silenced is how people get killed and c- kill themselves and how we get sued ADX Supermax Florence is thought to be the most secure prison in the world and houses the most dangerous inmates in the United States prison system, including terrorists, gang leaders, and neo-Nazis. I like how they they list neo-Nazis as like our worst guys. Guys, the Nazis are only bad over in in Europe. You're the ones who are all afraid of the Nazis. Here it's like it's a vague white supremacist sect, but they call them neo-Nazis. Currently, the prison houses 322 inmates. That's not a lot of people. Uh, it's a looks like a big compound, but it's not. The majority of whom are kept in solitary confinement. Located in Fremont country, it says, but I'm sure it means county. The opposing Fortress of Solitude has, has been labeled the Alcatraz of the Rockies, and for good reason. No one has ever escaped the 35-acre site, which is guarded by a 12-foot-high razor wire fence. Laser beams. Freaking laser.
1: They're probably on the freaking dog's heads. The attack dogs.
0: Laser beams. Uh, It's even hyphenated in this article. I like how it applies. It's Again, we have kind of a movie image where like, you you think you're in the clear and like some dust blows and you see some red lines and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. And you run full speed and you run through the lasers and it just cuts you in half three places. I don't know. I watched too much Rick and Morty, guys. I apologize pressure pads and attack dogs i'm not sure what pressure pads are maybe there's sensors in the ground to say someone is out there walking around
1: right that's what I would, I would imagine
0: we had sensors on the fence to see if someone was vibrating the fence like if you're climbing up it and it would rattle the fence in this motion sensor if it went back and forth it would kind of set off an alarm the wind would also set it off so maybe pressure pads are better uh because the wind i don't think is necessarily going to affect a pressure pad but i don't know well
1: and they just it's this is the twelve foot high razor wire fence. We have twelve foot fences, but it has barbed wire with, you know, razor Constantino wire wrapped in it. It's not like concert, you know, razor wire the entire twelve feet. That's what they yeah, sound like. I don't it, know. Maybe they maybe they do. Maybe they have it laced all the way through, woven all the way through. I'm not sure.
0: Ours was bundled at the bottom and then again at the top. So. Yeah the The top one obviously keeps you from mounting the fence. The bottom one, for when you fall, just kind of fucks you. <laughs> you know, like don't climb the fence again. I'm not sure why it was at the bottom because you could just leap right over it. I don't know. Yeah,
1: have you ever, you ever had any had to cut anybody out of that stuff?
0: No, I saved a guy's life once who jumped into razor wire, but I wasn't there for that, so I didn't see. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, I, imagine, it's...
0: I imagine you need a, a lot of snips.
1: Yeah, it's very very superficial, but man, they get fucking
0: like it's we, not a joke not the razor wire and
1: then, yeah
0: <laughs> the razor wire will will dice you up uh i where it was at i could reach and touch it and i would just touch like just the end of it just to see if it was if it meant business and i was just touching it casually looking at it, being very careful and it did cut me it was mm-hmm. it, it's nothing it goes through you through you like anything like like you're nothing i should say um no one's ever escaped the site as, as long as uh, any thought of leaving the facility is futile, nefarious inmates locked inside have little to do with their time where home comforts are non existent. Now, I looked at that room a bed, a shower, a toilet. These are home comforts compared to like the prison that they talk about in Syria, where it's like they throw you into a locked room that doesn't have lights That's in it. It's dark. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this place doesn't look nice, but like, I wouldn't hate it like in terms of all possible prison configurations on earth living alone in one of those rooms versus like being beheaded in Ecuador or Honduras. Like I'll take I'll take Florence any old time. In fact, it's a very safe prison. They talk about it like it's terrible. But in truth is all these security measures they're talking about. They're like draconian and horrible. Like they serve to keep everybody safe. The officers are safe here. They didn't mention any riots ever happening in Florence. It's physically impossible if everyone's, you know, locked down. Twenty-three hours a day. The inmates are kept in cells measuring seven by twelve feet. Twenty-three hours a day. Again, that's small, but no big deal. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love it because I'm six and a half feet tall. But I almost kind of doubt that the the seven foot uh, dimension is accurate. there's um, some things in here that make me think that they're just they're not always accurate. Uh, they could play games of bingo alone in their cells. Jake, one of the world's worst prisons, and they have bingo. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> winners get even get chocolate bars. Other? The winners get chocolate <laughs> bars. The the prison in Rwanda they were eating each other to survive. The ones in Florence, Colorado, get Hershey. Okay. I don't know why it's right, on this you,
1: you don't get disemboweled if you lose.
0: No. Um <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening like in an Aztec prison. Uh they also can win the right to have their picture taken and sent to their family. Would you want to send that to your family? What are you gonna smile? <laughs> like your 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 orange uniform. What are you gonna do? Like wave like i'm hi I'm, I'm a terrorist i'm in one of the world's worst prisons i'll never escape like you know i guess it's like a proof of life thing or maybe it maybe it would assuage the family to say well he's alive and well and he's unharmed like maybe that wouldn't help them feel better i don't know uh, but i just don't know like you know how do you smile for that or do you look sad do you like because i i don't know no one can see this anymore i turn off the instagram but you go like i don't like prisons well, you know like what do you well, do
1: well, is it like one photo, or do they do like the front on, and then they do the left profile, oh yes, and the right profile.
0: Well, you should yes, you should be with the right to send your family your most recent booking photo. Where it's like, oh, his, his profile is really coming along. I like his insane beard; it really makes him distinguished. Kind of got a Saddam Hussein thing going on like, now. Man, look
1: at that vacant look in his eyes.
0: You know, like we the, actually like did. The light is gone. We we took we we took pictures of the inmates as well actually uh we would do it with Mm -hmm. families in the visit rooms where they would get into a family photo obviously and i always thought that that was very tacky there were certain people that that was normal to them they came in you know every year when we would do that and they would take a family photo and it's like oh brian still in prison you know like how would you want to display that photo in your house or show it to anyone i don't know um but uh the pictures wouldn't even go to the families right away because secret not secret special security would always have to make sure that they weren't doing one of these things you know like a gang sign in the photo or or just even anything weird because like they could go like like this you know or or like this or do so because like it could be a signal to someone like could you please kill the person who's the witness against me you know (laughs) like yeah you always had to be careful of that shit so um but we did it in the visit room in front of other people you guys take a i assume you don't usually keep people for a long time, so you don't normally take photos of them to send out, do you? Uh,
1: when we had a, a long-term unit, which which is funny because it's like semantics, when people were sentenced to an actual like long-term, um, they had the ability to stay local rather than go to just the largest um, juvenile facility in the state. Um, so we had a one unit that that's what that was for. And yeah. they used to have like Christmas parties once in a while or once a year and they would do like um yeah visitations occasionally where we take photos and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um I I didn't really care for any of that. Um but we don't do that anymore. Now we have you know just short term. It's just like a county jail. Um yeah. but some people that are like awaiting trial for you know murder and things like that. Um They end up staying for longer terms than our quote unquote long term um, juveniles did. So we have people in there with less things, but they're in there for longer periods of time.
0: Uh, Some of our guys were obviously doing life. So it was really the only, you know, sensible thing to do in terms of providing them with a photo. I I always just thought it was ridiculous because I would hate, I would be ashamed to have my photo taken in a prison uniform, but I guess if that's what I'm wearing the rest of my life, maybe you just get used to it. Uh, So they could play bingo. They can win Hershey bars. Uh, So the wardens of the facility have previously told the European convention on human rights. First of all, I want to know why any administrator at the Supermax prison in Florence is talking to anyone from Europe about human rights. Fuck you guys. You're Europe. Like we, we try, keep trying to get away from you. Why do we have to keep talking to you? <laughs> oh, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it's, door, it, it's indoor exercise is held in a windowless hall with a vaulted ceiling, like an empty swimming pool. Behave prisoners are granted extra privileges. Uh, they're given a chance uh, to have five hours of phone calls a month, which is not a lot. Uh, a lot of our guys will have, you know, an hour or what do they get? I think it's maybe 20 minutes a day or something. If they have money and the right to eat together out of their cells you do have to have some kind of incentive program if you lock guys down forever and there's nothing for them to work for they will just be misbehave whenever the moment strikes them if there's no if there's no incentive to to cooperate and all there is is punishment then yeah i could see them
1: well and if you just give them you know piles and piles of uniforms actually they quote-unquote hang themselves
0: there is that yes uh I wanted to talk about one of the other uh, prisons uh, in Russia. I know that you mentioned the Black Dolphin a minute ago, but apparently it should come as no surprise that another one of the worst hellholes on Earth is also in Russia. Uh, We talked about uh, ADX Bogota, but this is Melikovo, Russia. Uh, According to the article, if you're breaking rules in Russia or you're just being put on Putin's hit list, the seclusion of the back black dolphin isn't the only terrifying place for you to go. The Maximum Security Penal Colony in Melikovo is known for brutal beatings and the rape of male inmates. Independent media outlet Media Zona, which sounds delicious, by the way, <laughs> last year revealed allegations of systematic torture and sexual violence at the facility known as Correctional Colony No. Six. Boy, if this one's number six, I hate to see number one, unless it's the Black Dolphin. <laughs> Former convict Ivan Foman, then 29, claimed that the governor of the colony, Roman Shakayan, had forced him to refuse a lawyer. So you have someone in prison, he wants a lawyer, possibly uh, to fight for his legal rights, but maybe he's got ongoing criminal shit. Threatened him. He said, if he did not cooperate, they would rape me, and they would tie my legs and hands from behind. That sounds uh, pretty awful, but it gets worse. He says, I would lie down, and they would beat my heels and ass. This is so that he can't feel comfortable standing up or sitting down, obviously. After that, I did not confess. They would rape me with a shovel handle, and then they would put it in my mouth. (sighs) Jake, do you even know enough sadistic persons to run a prison like that? Like, I I could never do that to another person. I don't know anyone that could. I don't know that I could work alongside someone that could rape someone with a handle and then pull it out of their butt and put it into their mouth. Like, I would be so appalled by that. I'm just like, guys, you know, I, I'm i out. I'm not going to do this whole, like, raping people for money thing.
1: Yeah. The, the only people I know that are capable of that and reading PC and hearing um, accounts from them, it's it's always been inmates, not, not officers. You know, I, I'm much happier, um, you know, dealing with people that are like fine walkthroughs or, you know, minor things like that. Maybe having a personality conflict with an inmate. I've n- fortunately never dealt with a situation where um, an inmate was raped by an officer.
0: Which is funny because correctional officers throughout, world, throughout the world and for a long time have long had the reputation of being very cruel people. And I just... Mm-hmm. That's just not how it is in my experience. Yes, I know some people who are dicks, but I didn't know anyone that could do this to another person. Apparently, Russia is one of those countries, and I guess I don't want to say that America is morally superior or anything, because I think all people are, are terrible. But I mean, I guess I just don't know anyone that's that savage that could do that to somebody. Maybe working there over time, you kind of become used to it, and uh, or maybe it happens to you, and you're, you've are just become uh, part of the this, the cycle of violence. I don't know. Uh, the prisoner was then, uh, he, he witnessed another inmate being punched in the stomach and being beaten with a pipe also on his heels and bottom. The prisoner was sodomized with a pipe and also forced into another guy's mouth. So like this was standard procedure for them. Um, it just, it's just unthinkable. Um, there've been numerous testimonies about it. So I guess people get out of this one and they don't get out of black dolphin. Um, There's another one in Thailand, Uh, Ciudad Juarez, Mexico is the one that we talked about, I believe. So I'll, I'll read about that one briefly, just since it was the one we kicked off the episode with. There's few more places more dangerous in the world in the last 10 years than Mexico's infamous Ciudad Juarez, a prison rumored to be entirely run by cartels. That would explain why they're blowing it up and breaking in. The lawless hellhole is penned on all sides with high walls topped with razor wire. For guards armed with machine guns patrol with a mandate to shoot to kill. Well, why weren't they shooting at the armed vehicle that like pulled up outside and broke in? Uh, maybe because the guards, you know, are on the take or they're paid like, off. Or maybe, yeah, right? yeah well, probably. They need,
1: they need, yeah, and they need machine guns because apparently they have rocket launchers and machine guns inside yes. the prison.
0: I'm okay. Yes. But before we were talking and and Jake was like, you know, the machine guns thing is beyond the pale. It's too far. But Jake, if it's a war zone and you're being attacked by like the, the, you know, the, the second tank battalion, you know, maybe, maybe you need, you need that kind of, that kind of heavy equipment on the inside. The jail is read by ruled by feuding gangs and guards who are too afraid to challenge them. In 2011, prison guards, international attention, the prison gained international attention after CCTV footage emerged of two frightened officers opening a locked door for the Azteca gang who ruled the jail to open fire on a cell containing gangs from a rival cartel, executing all 13 members inside. Can you just imagine that? And just an officer being cajoled into like just shooting everyone in the cell next to yours. Yeah, just, it would be insane to see. Uh, that was caught on video. It gave a glimpse of the violence that gripped the jail and a blur- burst of bloodshed where 17 prisoners were murdered and 20 more were wounded in over 48 hours. During those two days, even by Ciudad Juarez standards, thugs ran amuck as they drank alcohol, took drugs, and attempted rape and sexually assaulted children who were being held inside the jail with impunity, thanks to the impotent guards. If you are an officer and you see a child inside a jail and you don't do everything you can to get him out of there, even at the cost of your own life, then fuck you. You deserve to die. I don't care about you. You're not one of me. So that's just the way that children are treated around the world and in this country. We get appalled by it in this country because for us, it's out of the norm. If you look back through history and you see the way that children were treated, uh, you know, in uh, Iran, Iraq, even to this day, but ancient times, ancient Rome, just uh, treated as uh, sex objects. Children were it's, it's not at all out of the norm in the history of the human race for children to be exploited sexually. We we You know, our country was founded on uh, Judeo-Christian ideals that don't allow for that. You know, puritanical ideas, you know, we say puritan in a bad sense, but we had a moral code that protected children. It's beginning to break down now, now that we're no longer a Judeo-Christian country, as Barack Obama and others would say. And so that our morals are now going with it. We said we want to dispense with the religion, but you know now we're becoming uh, like another one of these countries where you're just, you're having children handed over uh, by government officials to be inside prisons for the ex- express purpose of sexual exploitation and violence by by inmates. So it makes me pretty sick because I'm worried that I'm going to see something like this in this country before I die. Uh, yeah, not to, to go on a, a tangent about politics, but just scary because we think we're better than other countries but the veil's being lifted to show that we're not uh in another burst of violence the azteca thugs armed with knives and makeshift weapons shivs or shanks or both forced guards to pr- to free 150 of its members it sparked a bloody riot which ended in the deaths of 20 prisoners now i know i've never been in a riot I've never been in a, in a kind of, you know, uh, situation in which I was not in control of the situation, but we were basically told never to open the doors because if an officer's taken hostage, the officer's killed, you open the door. does two things. Number one, it lets that guy out, but it will forever make every officer inside that facility vulnerable because it shows the inmates there that all you have to do to get out is take somebody hostage. So... It was in our orders that anyone who was captured by an inmate was no longer they had no no authority even if it was the warden somebody grabs the warden, holds a shank to his throat and the warden says open the door and let me out you are to disregard that order uh, and it's specifically to keep people from ever being taken hostage we have to make it so that that's not that's not a tactic that pays off um guards police and soldiers three hours to contain their riot Uh, The violence in the prison was not cooled with police having to quell an armed uprising in the facility. In January this year, 10 prison guards were were killed. I believe that was the incident that I kicked it off with. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, context is everything. Like I said, uh, I did have an officer killed. That was the worst day of my career for sure, but... I just, these are levels of violence that we just don't see in this country. And I wonder what's the difference. You know, I guess we, I guess we owe some credit to the admin, (laughs) you know, who we frequently Mm -hmm. bash on the show. Um, But uh, I also just think maybe it's a cultural thing that maybe our country is just not steeped in violence the way maybe some of these others are. Jake, did you want to take us out with a joke on this relatively short episode of uh, failure to stop hard time? Yeah.
1: I'm talking about such, such beautiful, uh, and stuff, I figured we'd take it up. You know, um, since we're talking about foreign countries. Um, this, this normal like punchline joke and stuff, but um, talks about somebody walking through the jungle and he saw a lid on his hind legs telling jokes, So the man turned to the local tribesmen and said, That really funny. And the tribe replied, That's not a lid, it's a stand up chameleon.
0: Oh, did you have like written down in front of you or do you pick it up before the show or like?
1: I, 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 yeah, I actually have a screenshot of that one. because <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty, pretty involved joke.
0: It, yeah, it takes time. But I mean, like any, any joke where there's a bit of a, a setup, you know, uh, you get there and then uh, the payoff is there. Um, the, To be honest, the prisons around the world thing thoroughly depressed me. Um, Jake, what are your plans for the rest of the day?
1: Uh, kids are outside, uh, playing and stuff. So I guess, um, we're probably going to take a nap. I might, may or may not take a nap myself, um, planning on getting some tattoos and then maybe going to the park this evening with the children. So all that's right. that sounds
0: Awesome. I want you to embrace life, live it fully. Don't think about, uh, all the terrible things that are going on in the world. Enjoy your family. Uh, I'm alone. So I'm going to go off and be by myself. Possibly sit in the hammock. I got some work to do on the podcast. I got to do a reel for uh, night shift. Um, Anthony from uh, night shift TSI is supposed to call me at some point. He hasn't yet. and That's okay. Cause it's my day off. Um, might go play disc golf. Some of you don't know that I do that. I play disc golf and I'm pretty damn good. I challenge you to a game of disc golf anytime. I know disc golf is one more thing that you're all just going to make fun of me for, but disc golf is, uh, basically a wide, a way to walk around the park, have a good time, play a game that's functionally the same as golf. You do have to be good at it. No, you do not play with a Frisbee. The disc that I use has a beveled edge. If I threw it at you, you would not be able to catch it. It would hurt your fucking hand. I've cut branches off a tree with the disc before, people. It's a serious fucking sport. Um, the end. All right. Good night. We'll catch you next time, America. Bye, Jake. Bye, Jake. <laughs>